Welcome to another episode of the Coal Region Campfire. We are now on episode 18, which is an accomplishment. We're going to be approaching uh, episode 20 soon, which maybe maybe we'll get into syndication then. I'm not sure. Uh, but this week we have Jim Thorpe Mayor Mike Safranco. He was very generous with his time. He sat down with me and just kind of talked about the, you know, the challenges, the triumphs of being a mayor of a, a small town. I think a lot of times, uh, you know, we get upset with politicians, but I think local government is really kind of a, a thankless job in a lot of ways because they do a lot. They don't get paid very much. Uh, as a mayor, I mean, you, you might get paid anywhere from 1000 to $5,000 a year. And, you know, you're putting in 35, 40 hours a week and keeping the town moving. But we had a good conversation. One thing that a lot of people don't know, and I didn't know this until a couple of weeks ago, is Jim Thorpe actually never stepped foot in Jim Thorpe, PA. Uh, before Jim Thorpe was Jim Thorpe, it used to be called Monchunk. Uh, so a little history lesson there. But before we get to Mike, I actually did think about my retirement the other day. So if you're at home and you're listening to this or you're driving and you're listening to this and you're thinking about your retirement, you know who to call. Darren March. He's a certified financial planner with uh, Raymond James. So before investing your hard-earned money, make sure your financial advisor understands your objectives. And that's where Darren comes in. He has been assisting clients in Northeast PA for more than 17 years. He was born and raised and lives in Pottsville. So whether you need stocks, mutual funds, ETFs, or tax favor bonds, or maybe you have an old retirement plan to roll over, or your advisor just doesn't keep in touch, Darren can help. Call Darren at 570-640-8010 or email him at darren.march at raymondjames.com. House calls and consultations are free. I know a couple of you already called him. That's great. Raymond James Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC, investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. Well, thanks, Mike, for taking the time. Uh, we are here in uh, Jim Thorpe with uh, Mayor Mike Safranco. Uh, Italian? No, I am not. I am okay. actually a Slovak. Okay. All right. It has a little bit of an Italian ring there. Yeah, it does. Uh, you've been the mayor since 2009. That is correct. Um, I guess, uh, you know... As, as a politician, I guess people, it's always easy for them to kind of criticize, especially like, you know, a, a federal, you know, like a president or whatever. But as a mayor, it's kind of, you know, you do so much and it's kind of, I don't want to say a thankless position, but it's a lot of hours, it's a lot of time. What do you think is the, is the biggest challenge of, of running a, a small town as mayor? Well, I think that is, you just hit the nail on the head. The biggest challenge is running a small town. You still have to understand that we want law and order here. Mm -hmm. uh, people want to feel safe. Uh, people want to be able to uh, raise their family here and not be uh, bothered by what you would like to call maybe big city crime. But they also want to be able to walk up to their police officer like they're their friend because they, most of those officers, they know their whole life. Mm -hmm. So as a mayor, you, you have that challenge of keeping law and order with everyone who's friends. And uh, sometimes some of the friends you had your whole life because some things go wrong, they don't, they're not your friends anymore because, unfortunately, there's a job that the police have to do. Sure. So as a mayor in a small town in Pennsylvania, you uh, oversee the police department. That's your first line of uh, responsibility. And uh, that becomes challenging uh, to try to know where to draw the line, to not be, uh, you know, real. You want to be tough. But you want to also be fair. Mm -hmm. And that, that's, a, that's a tough line here in uh, Northeast PA because everyone knows everybody. Sure. You've got families that have lived here for generations. And uh, that, that makes being mayor tough. The other one is budgets. 
Uh, you know, as a mayor, you have a limited amount of budget to handle the crime that's in the area. So you kind of, uh, you got to know how to use your money and how to best re- use those resources that are provided to you. Uh, councils can be fun. You know, you get council, you get a tie vote on council. They want the mayor to break the tie. Right. And obviously, if there's a 3-3 tie or a you know 2-2 tie on council, unfortunately, uh, you're the guy in the middle that has to try to pick the side that you think is going to best take the borough to the next level. And that can become a challenge because usually when you get three, when you get ties at this level, uh, there's a lot of emotion involved mm-hmm. in it and a lot of uh, history. And you got to really kind of know what you're, what you're doing and, and how to do that. And the other thing, the final thing I would say that makes it tough is usually the mayor, some small towns know their mayor, uh, some towns don't, but in Jim Thorpe here, they all kind of seem to know where the mayor's at. Right. And they always seem to track the mayor down when they have an, an issue, which is what I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, councils, you have a buffer of seven. You have sure. borough managers, you have department heads. But when it comes to the mayor, you're kind of on the island by yourself, and you got to be able to sometimes dance the dance mm-hmm. when the time comes. So Now, you were telling me before, now you work full-time at, at MAC uh, down true. in McCungy, and then you come here. I mean, how many hours are you putting in a week? I'm go- I'll be honest with you, Mayor, it can vary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could probably put anywhere between 25 and 35 hours a week in here. Uh, what I do is every morning, I come in here early in the morning. I start my day here around 4.15, 4.30. I stay here till around 5.30. And what I do at that time is read over some police reports, find out what's going out to the news media, speak to the officers that are on, see what went on over the last 24 hours, uh, what is going to be put up on the web page. Uh, what concerns officers may have. And then I go do my full-time job from 7 to 3. And then I come back home, obviously, and uh, spend some time with my family and uh, and then all of that. And then I try to hit the police station again around 6.30, 7 o'clock at night. Wow. And I spend some time here, usually announced. Sometimes I'm at basketball games. My daughter has played basketball, my son football. I have a granddaughter now that I spend, love spending time uh-huh. with her. So you kind of mix it around, and then Saturday and Sundays I'm here. And then there's all the other events as we have here tonight. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you can, with being a, a mayor in a small town, you can make it a full-time job. You can make it a part-time job. You can be here five hours a week. You can be here once a month for a council meeting. And, uh, you know, I tend to like to get involved. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I, I mean, my weeks can vary, but I'd say an average between 25 to 35 hours a week I spend doing something as, in the mayor's office. Now, this is your, this is your third term? Beginning of my third term. And uh, now, when you first ran, uh, you were a councilman for how many years, did you say? I was, counsel- I was councilman for 16 years, and I was council president for 14. Okay. And then you, you gave it up a little bit, and then you were telling me before to kind of... Th- th- yeah, it was kind of funny. Uh, you know, after 16 years, you, you kind of started to get a little tired. Uh, my family was getting older. Uh, my daughter was in high school getting ready for college, and my wife came to me and said, you know, Mike, why don't you just take a break for a little bit and just... You know, not run, just relax, get away from politics. And, and it kind of was great because it was fun to kind of go to events again and sit down and it wasn't all politics. I got to get reconnected with a lot of people that maybe didn't approach you before. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were able to, I mean, you always have your friends, don't get me wrong. But other people came up and you got to see different sides again because you weren't, you were outside of that loop. And, I, right. and it was very healthy for me. And then uh, the mayor we had. Mayor Comfer had announced that he was retiring, and a number of people in Jim Thorpe had come up to me, residents, and said, "Hey, Mayor, hey, uh, Mike, we uh, please run for mayor. We could, we'd really like to see if you could be mayor." And we decided to do it, and everyone got together, and we ran a successful campaign. And then the last three times, we've been very successful, and very thankful to the residents for their support. Were you nervous the first time you were running? I'm always nervous when I run for election. Anybody will tell you, I'm always. Yeah. Uh, you got to be on your game. Uh, people want honest answers. 
they want to sit down, they want a healthy debate out of you. Mm-hmm. Um, people uh, like to like to know their candidate and meet them. And I don't take, I've never taken anyone who has run against me uh, for granted. I've never taken anyone's vote for granted. I try to get out. And, I like to sit at everyone's kitchen table, as they say, all mm-hmm. the time, and and hear what their concerns are. Because, you know, everyone loves these big, massive events you go to. But I find out if I sit in your home or on your front porch in the summer, I can find a lot out more about sure. it than I can in a big group. So that's how I've always enjoyed, you know, running campaigns. And, yeah, I'm always nervous. Yeah. I, I mean, I think a lot of people sometimes, especially if they're not in politics or any kind of, you know, government service, they think, oh, it's easy, you know. But <laughs> I always say, look, every event we go to that we're having a good time, you know, they have to be there. It's 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 a constant. I don't want to say like a selling job, but you are. You have to sell yourself to to the to the voters. And well, yes, and I, and I think that every voter obviously wants their elected official, no matter mm-hmm. who that may be, to represent them to the best of their ability. They don't want some uh, person who's not going to to, to do the job. Sure, it's not going to be held accountable for that job. And uh, you know that's how I've always tried to go out and, and do that. Do I make everybody happy? Absolutely, no, it's not. impossible. <laughs> but uh, I try to keep that as I try to keep to as many people content, mm-hmm. <laughs> or at least understanding the, the the views that are out there. Now you were you were born and raised in Jim Thorpe, correct? It's funny. I remember uh, my brother played for Nativity back in the nineties. Okay. I remember Jim Thorpe was a single A school, and and they weren't very good back then. And okay. now they're a three A. I mean, they're a great football program, great sports program. Yes. So how has Jim Thorpe, uh, just from your time when you were younger? To, to now being mayor, like how did you see it transform? Like kind of what kind of? Well, I say that Jim Thorpe, Jim Thorpe, the borough has transformed greatly in, in the fact that uh, we've been able to. Obviously, tourism has, has helped the borough mm-hmm. in the fact that it has kept our property values up. Uh, you can people will debate that that properties are so high at times that you can't afford to buy a house to live in Jim Thorpe, but that's a good thing. Because sure, if I'd you're making an, if you're making an investment in a home, you want to make yeah. sure it's going to be there. But I, I think that has ha- that has helped e- enormously. Uh, the revitalization of the downtown and the businesses stepping up the plate ha- has really helped. The town people that have been here their whole life being patient with the, you know, in the beginning it was kind of rough because no one wanted to deal with the traffic, no one wanted to deal with the changes, no one deal with different people. But they've become a little bit more over the years um, understanding of that. Mm-hmm. We still have those issues. We still have that. But that's that's been a big change. Uh, we have a community that's average age is probably around 44, 45 it's years young, of age. Right? Yes, for, for, for Northeast PA, that is very young. Absolutely. But what I have found is that younger group that's there, they respect the elder. They respect the elders and mm-hmm. what they've given to their community over all the years. And, that, and that's, that's, been, that's been a huge, huge help that we've been able to kind of blend that younger generation to the older generation and bring it together and... and the young people that are here and move here with their families want to hear about the history. They want to learn about Jim Thorpe. They want to learn about the, as we had spoke earlier, mm. the, the textile mills that were here. They want to hear about Asa Packer. They want to know, you know, he was the founder of Lehigh University and, and what they did as railroaders. So they kind of like that. And they, I think they also like the fact that their children that go out, there are some senior citizens out there that are watching out for those children. Mm-hmm. And that makes them feel good. The biggest change in the school district has been that um, while Jim Thorpe Borough has relatively stayed the same size, we haven't really grown. There's been new developments in that, but overall population, we've stayed within those numbers. But Penn Forest Township and Kidder, Kidder Township were at one of the two fastest-growing townships in the state of Pennsylvania. Hmm. Because of that growth, 
Jim Thorpe Area School District has grown enormously over the last 20 years. Wow. And it's how you've gone from single A to triple A. Um, they've, they have spent a, a lot of time over there, a lot of time with um, teachers and educators and, and bringing things up, to, as I like to say, up to where we are today in today's yeah. society and making sure that they're, they're aware of all the aspects of that. Because what you did have is you had a, a very strong growth of people who have moved here, or I should say residents now that moved here from suburbs of Philadelphia, New York, mm-hmm. and cities, because they were looking for a safer, much... And, and it's not that bad of a commute. No. And it, and it was tough because, let, let's face it, you know, everyone's always different. You know, when there's change, there's right. difference. And I think the Jim Thorpe School District has done an awesome job of being able to change with those, those different... Um, lifestyles, different views, and kind of keep it all together as, as a really great melting pot. Uh, and that's helped the borough because, you know, as, how should I say, as, as blindsided we can be sometimes, it also showed how open we can be sure. if we all work together. And I, I think that's why we've got the successful sports programs that we have. But academically, they've been extremely successful too. Yeah. And I think that that's because we, we, we haven't stopped growing. We, we didn't get stuck in our little box. At times, we all get accused of thinking of in the box. But Jim Thorpe's done a really good job of that. Yeah, and I know Potzel played Jim Thorpe this year, and I came up to the game, and, I mean, the atmosphere was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a beautiful fall night, and, yep. you know, the field sits in the valley there a little bit. I mean, and, it was and, just great. I mean, band going, I mean. And, and it's funny because if you go back, there were a number of years back, Jim Thorpe didn't even know if they were going to have a football. Oh, I, like I said, when, when yeah. Nativity used to play Jim Thorpe, mm-hmm. I mean, it would be a Saturday afternoon game. There'd be like 20 people in the stands. I was sure. a water boy, so I was like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jim Thorpe was the game they circled as, as an easy win. Right. And but now. Coach Rosenberg has come. Oh, he, 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 um, he, Potzel guy. Yeah, Potzel yeah. guy, definitely. <laughs> and, and you know what? He's done a great job. I think he, he has respect of his players. Mm-hmm. He demands respect of them. He, he gives them the respect. At times, yeah, we can, you can debate all whatever you want to do, but I, I think results in the end show that he has put – you know, young men in college, some nice college, you know, graduates and have some nice degrees there and have had got some nice scholarships. And let's face it, he's put a winning product out on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, basketball the same way. They, they're, they're all there. Tennis. I mean, it's like, like if I sat here and I told you, you know, being from the coal region as you are, and I said, we're going to have a tennis team that's going to win championships. You look at me and say, tennis. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know you guys have a. This, they have a tennis. Norm Leinhardt has done a fine job with wow. our tennis program over there. Cross country, Drew Benio. I mean, our track and field is, I mean, it's, you can just go on as to athletically and academically, they're always right there too. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's not, we're right where we need to be. Uh, do we need to keep working at it? Absolutely. But I think that that's the biggest change I've seen that they, they now with that, we've seen higher taxes, we've seen building programs, we've seen football fields moved, we've seen parking lots expen- extended or expanded or however. Uh, El Tri-C, Lehigh County Community College has takes the front half of the school and we have a community college over there every day of the week for night classes and day classes. So, so that's been a huge aspect to help Jim Thorpe too. Mm-hmm. And I, I think when you look at that, if you go back and you hear years ago, we always heard when Jim Thorpe, the athlete was coming here, we were going to get the national football hall well, of yeah, fame. Yeah. We were going to get a hospital. We were going to get a college. Well, you know, maybe we didn't get all of that right then and there, but right now I can tell you that Lehigh County Community College has a campus here. Mm-hmm. So there, and that's from a hard, a lot of hard work of people who, who are local and people who have moved here to, to, to grow Jim Thorpe. Now we're talking about Jim Thorpe. I mean, for years growing up, I thought Jim Thorpe was actually from Jim Thorpe, but Jim Thorpe yeah. was actually the never, athlete. Never stepped foot in the, Jim Thorpe. I think the closest he came was in Carlisle. Correct. 
So I guess for you know our listeners who don't make a quick rundown of the story, Jim Thorpe died in 1950-something, and he was supposed to be buried in Oklahoma, and his wife, for, for whatever reason, I think uh, the governor there at the time didn't come through on a promise. So Jim Thorpe, prior to Jim Thorpe, was Monchunk, right? So it was East Monchunk, West Monchunk? Correct. And then East Monchunk was in two different... Uh, Mock Chunk, we had Upper Mock Chunk, uh-huh. and in Mock Chunk, and then on this side of the river, um, you had East Mock Chunk. So right. it was actually two different boroughs, three different sections, but two different boroughs. And then uh, uh, Joe Boyle, right? Is that Joe? Correct. He was the, the newspaper uh, editor, and uh, he'd come up with kind of a program. Anyway, sh- make a long story short, the, his uh, widow at the time had his had his uh, body buried here in, in, in exchange for having the name... Uh, Jim Thorpe, right. and I actually went up there before. I mean, it's, it's kind of to think that the you know world's greatest athlete, first half of the century, was is buried here. It's, it kind of gave you a good a good feeling of like. It kind of gives you a great feeling. I, I think that you know back then, and I, I give our forefathers some some sight there. There mm-hmm. was a lot of debate about that, but they saw that there was no way that boroughs were going to survive separately. Uh, you needed to pool your resources. You needed to come together. It was going to take time. We're still working at that. Mm-hmm. But we realized that by coming together, there's strength in numbers. So they set a common goal, and that was to make things better. And in doing so, um, there's been a lot of hardships over the years. There's been a lot of challenges in court over sure. the body and all of that. But the reality of it is we've come out of the other side a lot yeah. better off than we were going in. Um, some may want to debate that, but uh, I you know, I always tell everybody, you know, we got a lot of mock chunkers in Jim Thorpe. But we also have a lot of Jim Thorpers, mm-hmm. and together, I think they've they've been able to realize that in the long run, it has been best for everyone. I mean, obviously, the school districts were able to grow, the borough has been able to grow, the borough has, you know, like I just said, if you sit down and you take your property value, and Jim Thorpe has stayed there. Mm-hmm. Um, people from all over the area, all over the state, all over the country have come to Jim, all over the world have come and invested in this town through small businesses, whether it be bed and breakfast, whether it be restaurants, what, and they have made a living at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not many, and I'm not knocking any other town, so please don't take it that no, way. No, absolutely not. But, but there's not many other towns that can say that. Mm-hmm. But be, I think because of that foresight that they had, that we need to get together. We need to stop. We can argue and debate our differences, but we need to have a common goal, and that is to make it better in the long run. I think they, they've achieved that. They really have. Now... Like uh, like in Pottsville, you know, if I if I meet someone, I could tell right away they're from like East Side or something yeah. like that. And here in Jim Thorpe, do you know, oh, that guy's from North Monchunk, or is there kind of like no, a no? There's there's no real. Um, I mean, you could tell by if they start talking to you about areas of town. Yeah, like you know, if, if you know, it's always funny. We we we've had areas in town where you know, if they were from up in Pleasant Hill. If they were over in, uh, it was funny, we used to have the River Rats, you know, the Hillers. Right. So you, you kind of knew by, if they said, yeah, I'm going up on the Hillers, or, you know, years years ago, there used to be a place over on the other side of town. Um, you know, the, it's, it's funny, we, they go down and they'd swim in the river. So you kind of knew by how they described what was going on in certain areas, what area yeah. of town they were. But as far as like an accent or not, nah, there's mm-hmm. no, there's, you know, we've had a strong contingency of Germans in Jim Thorpe. We have a strong contingency of Irish in Jim Thorpe. You have Slovak, Lithuanian, Eastern European, the whole, you know. It's kind of funny because Jim Thorpe has a really strong Irish background. But yet, if you look at statistics, and I can give you those, 30, I think it's 33 or 36% of the population in Jim Thorpe is of German descent. Hmm. And then there's like 18% Irish. 
Wow. Okay. So it's kind of unique when you hear all of that with the Mollies and that. Yeah. But they've they've they're both proud of their heritage. Sure. And that's awesome. And they, they have been able to get along with that and, and, and do their own. I mean, it's funny. We, you know, one church in town, an Irish Catholic church, has a St. Patrick's Day parade, has an awesome celebration downtown. A lot of people come to it. And then St. Joseph's here has a, the um, Oktoberfest to celebrate German. And, and then our, our Lutheran and Episcopal churches, they have their cakewalks. And, and every church, and every, they've all been able to come together over the years and have strawberry festivals. And they all get known for their... And everyone goes to those. Not to push, but just to support each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that that's unique because prior to that, you know, you know, when you talk to your grandparents, it was kind of like you didn't walk on the same side of the street if the priest or the minister from this side was coming right. down. And, and now, you know, you see churches and, and members in each church going to support each church. And I think that's a, that's a very good thing for, you know, because we get too ingrained in those. Absolutely. You know, we support what you support. And as long as it's good and for the betterment of the borough, get behind it. Now, I know... Giving just kind of like the Cliff Notes version. In in Jim Thorpe, there was a, a gravity railroad that went down the Philly. Switchback. 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 So what, what exactly does that mean? Well, the Switchback Gravity Railroad was actually on the west side of town. It was up on the heights. And it took the coal and that from Mount Pisgah and, Aaron and put it down into the canals down on the Lehigh River. And it ran from Jim Thorpe all the way out into Summon Hill and made a loop and came down. And back. it just ran on gravity? Just ran on gravity. And so no coal or nothing? No, no wow. steam, no anything was needed. It ran on gravity, and that's how they su- supplied the goods back to downtown. Uh, after that, obviously, that business went away. Sure. They made it into people used to ride the Switchback Gravity Railroad. And uh, they came up here, and it was a tourist attraction. And for many years, people got on the Switchback and went for this ride around Mock Chunk and um, Summon Hill. Huh. And took the Switchback Gravity Railroad. It was kind of like a huge roller coaster, right. I guess, without the speed and the dips and all yeah. that. but. It was something quite unique. And didn't Jim Thorpe once, <laughs> at one point have the highest amount of millionaires per capita? Yes. In the world? Uh, I would say in the United States. I don't wow. think it was in okay. the world. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you one thing is Jim Thorpe, I know Jim Thorpe has at times been in the top five destinations, small destinations. At one time, we were only second to Niagara Falls. Wow. With visitors. So, I mean, that's that's happened numerous times. We've For the last five years, I know we've been at least twice and and. The other and three other times in the top five most beautiful towns in, in the United States. That's awesome. And you know the most fun, the most whatever you know. Every we've won one award every year at that. And you're the Switzerland of PA or Switzerland of the U.S. Switzerland of the United States. Yeah. There's actually yeah. a sign downtown that'll show you the direction towards. Oh, okay. Switzerland. Yeah. yeah I, my cousin one time he he came up here just for a Sunday from Pottsville and uh, he posted a, a photo. And and you couldn't tell if, mm-hmm. if he was. I mean, people were like, "Oh, were, were you in Europe?" I mean, because <laughs> yeah, it really is. I mean, like you have a little bit of cobblestone and. Jim Thorpe's unique. Um, like I said, you know, I always say this when I go out speaking as a mayor, and you know, many mayor conventions, and you go out and people actually speak because they hear you're from Jim Thorpe. And I say, the un- the most unique thing about Jim Thorpe is, first of all, if you're a history buff. You're going to get back probably, let's take it, Asa Packer, the founder of Lehigh University. So you take Asa Packer and all the railroads you have there, and then you have all the Victorian architectural things mm-hmm. in, in downtown Jim Thorpe. And then on top of that, if you, you're not into that, and all of a sudden you say, well, I just like to go shop small district. Well, we have that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd like to have a, a, a nice dinner. We have that. If you would like to, you know, take a canoe ride or a, a, a ride a river raft, we have that. If you would like to go fishing, 
We have that in yeah. Mock Chunk Lake. It's just, it, you, can, you can do whatever you want. In, it, it's amazing. I always say you can go out to the campsites and be camping today. Tomorrow, get all dressed up and go to a show at the Opera House and then go downtown and have a, a, an elegant dinner. It, there's so many, you can, you, can, you can just enjoy sitting on a deck downtown and, and, and enjoying just having one of your favorite drinks mm-hmm. and, and, and relax there. You can go to ice cream. I mean, you can take a train ride. There's so much you can do to Jim Thorpe when you come here that it's just not, as I always say, you're just not keyholed into one. Mm-hmm. Like you, many places you go to, it's, oh, it's the same old, same old. If you love the outdoors, you can hike, you can fish, you can canoe, you can raft, you can you can get on a train. You can actually rent a bike now, put the bike on the train, take the train up yeah, to White Haven, and then ride your bike back into town, down at, down along the canals trail. So, I mean, there's not, where else can you do something like that? I mean, that, that's kind of unique, and it was a great niche that the business community came up with. And now we just, they're beginning to finish a bridge, as I'm sure you've seen coming into town. It's going to connect the Holy High Canal, and that'll be able, you'll be able to get ride the path from Whitehaven all the way to Easton. Wow. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of a unique thing for, you know, and Jim Thorpe was the, kind of in the middle of where we needed to pull all that together. And uh, they did, a, the DCNR did a great job of bringing that all together. And Alyssa Marsden and that, they really did a nice job. What's your favorite season here in Jim Thorpe? Well, I'm a summer type guy. I You're summer. You. I, I, I love the I'm heat. Fall, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'll take that. I, I, I think I like the, um, if I had to put it, I tell you I'm spring, summer. Okay. I know fall foliage is a big time in Jim Thorpe sure. and everybody loves to see the change in color of the mountains, but I've always been that spring type. I like to see the, you know, when we get out of that tough winter and things mm-hmm. start to rebloom and everything comes back to life and then we kind of enjoy it through the summer. When the fall comes, I know what's coming after that. Right. No, I'm not a I'm not a That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. I, I love the fall, just the smell and, and everything. Yeah, now, my last question is, what, what would you want your legacy to be after you're done mayor in terms of just the impact on, I, on Jim Thorpe? If I could, as mayor, I would like to say that I was approachable. Mm-hmm. That you could sit down and you could have a conversation like we did here tonight. That he uh, wasn't standoffish. That I could talk to him about anything. And and feel like I was sitting there with a friend. That, that's all. I mean, just we did our job. Yeah, I agree with that. It's you know. very easy to talk to. And I appreciate well, you taking you. the time. Thank you. thank you for taking time to yeah, come here. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Thanks again for listening. We have another bonus episode this week. And again, please just keep spreading the word. Love hearing that more and more people are listening to this. See you next week.